another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. So, Joe just... I just wanted to talk... To, <laughs> say this to Joe, actually, but then I started the show. Uh, Joe was like, that's quite a sigh, because I let out this giant sigh. Um, this is like a thing I do, I guess, and it's... I, it's I guess it's unsettling to James, because <laughs> he thinks I'm, like, stressed <laughs> out, and I'm like... No, I just do Dude. that a lot. Like, I just, like, let out giant size sometimes. Just, like, fucking exhale. <laughs> Sean, please just go talk to Tina. Because, like, she'll be sitting there and, and do the same thing. And I'll be like, what's wrong? What happened? Like, I think she was, like, delivered, like, some terrible news. And she's like, uh, nothing. I'm like, what? What the fuck is that? The most unsettling sigh ever. That's dude, James like is on edge when I sigh, and he's like, "Are you stressed?" And I'm like, "No, I'm fine. I'm having a great, having a great night." And he's like, "Oh, well, you should probably stop doing that, <laughs> dude. It's fucking alarm." Uh, no, it's just my like uh, exhale sometimes. Uh, hello everybody! Happy three hundredth episode. Three hundred. Let's fucking go. We should have done something special, but, like, we literally... I told Joe that 300 was our next episode uh, a few days before. Like, Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we were both like... And it wasn't like I was like, hey, Joe, remember, it's 300 episodes. It was like, holy shit, Joe. It was like, holy (laughs) shit. Yeah. (laughs) Good thing I caught this. Uh, And we were like, we don't even have a movie planned. So this is, like, the most... uh, The horror show... In fashion of the horror show to celebrate something. Which Paul mentioned, too, because I told Paul to call us, call in or whatever, and uh, he wasn't. And he's like, yeah, just do it horror show style and fucking call me next week because you forgot the 300th episode. <laughs> I was like, all right, fair enough. And then he sent us a, a, a video that Joe had already posted on his story with the comment that Joe had already posted on his story. <laughs> <laughs> As if he was telling us the first time. classic love paul love paul so we got a special one today we never announced this we didn't tell anyone about this um should i say special but again it's because it's it's again because we didn't know should i say special (laughs) should i say special even um before we get into it before we get into it uh chicago september 16th at the brood uh so come out 7 p.m it is free uh, we'll be doing a live show and watching Chucky from 2018, 19, 2019, hopefully. 19. Yeah. Um, and check out The Brood, man. Good coffee shop. Really cool. Uh, they do, like, themed drinks and stuff. And uh, it's just going to be a really fun night. And uh, then we're going to go to Riot Fest the next day and try to survive. Try to hang with the kids. Let's go. Let's, Let's fucking go. go. And then what else do we have to promote? Uh, that's it, right? Yeah. Sounds that's like it. Live show. That's it. Um, okay, so with that said, we were debating what we wanted to do for this episode, and we came to a conclusion. Actually, we both kind of had it in the back of our heads, because I think Joe mentioned it, and I was like, yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, you know, we've been talking about running back some old episodes of movies we did in the past. And one that sticks out, probably because it was like the first like super negative criticism I think we really heard. 
And uh, it's so funny now. Like, dude, how personal attack? How much that affected me? How much that affected me then? And now, if I got that, I would literally fucking. It would. Yeah, no. I would have the most fun with that. I I had the. I would have had the most fun with that. Um. I mean, I was still a little asshole to him, but not not as much as I would be today. I'd just be like, fucking life. Uh, Lou, De- Lou, Lou's Delato. I hope. Yes. I hope you're listening. Brother. Still listening. Stuck here. around hope because. Hate- <laughs> hope he's been hate listening for the last four years. Now. I fucking yeah, hope no, so. He tore us. He tore us apart. And, and like you said, so oddly enough, we did not plan this obviously because we're scrubs. But uh, it's like four years. No, four years. Six years to the day. Uh, releasing this, like I was looking at our letterbox, we, we reviewed it on like the same day that we were watching it. Um, Isn't that weird this past week, very weird. Uh, but yeah, we were still pretty, you know, green, pretty, pretty wet behind the ears. And this guy laid into us about how stupid we were and how we didn't like horror. And, that guy's yeah. a motherfucker, though. And I'll get into it more when we get into the second movie. We're doing two movies today, sort of. Um, yeah, I, that motherfucker, that motherfucker, that guy's a piece of shit. And I, 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 I'm going back, dude. I listened to the episode. I listened to our episode. I went back and I listened to episode 81, which we ended up, we recorded it the third, which is the day we're recording today, but we released it on the 16th because we used to record the two episodes. That's right. That's right. Um, and I have some thoughts on on us, period. But I have more thoughts Can't on wait. fucking Lou. I have way more thoughts on fucking <laughs> Lou. I got way more fucking thoughts on Lou. After after listening to it again, because I don't think I ever... I mean, I've never listened to our shows back. Um, yeah. So, I like... I'm excited. Oh, 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 it's great. So... I'm actually... I'm not I'm not going to tell you my new... Th- like, if I have new... Th- I'm not going to tell you any thoughts on this movie. We haven't even announced the movie yet, I, know, I realize. I but I'm not going to tell you my thoughts until we get to that. But... Yes, we I We should agree. probably tell them... I agree. ...what we're going so to. So, guys, we are going to... We're going to go back, and we're also going to give you a little new-new in this episode. So, we are doing The Amityville Horror from 1979, which we've never done because that would have... Been a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're doing our rewind to an old movie we've already done in Amityville 2, The Possession, which was a Dave A. Patreon request. That's why we did it. Um, And yeah, like, I'm excited. I'm excited um, to talk about it. And I'm not going to say a single thing about Amityville 2 till we get there. Okay. Yes. So, and also, I do want to highlight, uh, not only is it six years to our last episode, but Amityville 2 turns 40 this month. So, look at that. Happy we fucking, fucking birthday. Every, the, stars, the stars have aligned. Dude, that, why does that happen to us? Like, every dude, every single Very movie weird. we do, it's so fucking bizarre. It's like a birthday it's a or simulation. An it's nuts. It's fucking insane. <laughs> and, dude, the recording thing is absolutely crazy, that it's actually six years to yeah. the day. To the day we recorded Amityville 2. Uh, I don't know where. I think my office, my my company's office. It was definitely – I remember like yesterday um, because it wasn't like the greatest time of my life. And, and I remember going to your office and like just not wanting to do it at all. And I was just – I'm curious to hear what you say about the episode because I oh, remember that, being miserable. That makes like, having a lot it. of fucking sense. That makes a lot of fucking sense. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, dude. I okay. like, like there's a couple episodes in particular – 
that I remember, and it was around this time, like uh, late August to early October of 2016, which I just wasn't in like the best mind space, and I just remember just not wanting to talk about any of them and be like, this movie fucking sucks. But uh, yeah. But it wasn't just you. I, I kind of sound the same way. So it'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to talk about. I'll tell you my thoughts on it. But so Amityville, the Amityville yeah. Horror, 1979. Joe is, oh, you know what else we didn't fucking promote at the up top? And I think you're going to get into a little bit of uh, ADAT territory here. All documented, I all am. true. I am. Uh, <laughs> our new side podcast that we're releasing semi bi monthly or something bi weekly. Um, yeah, one twice on, a month. One on Patreon, one on the live feed uh, when we don't do an episode. And we'll do the, yeah, we'll do that. You know, to make up for when we uh, the have the live show. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and can I just say, but I, this is all what I wanted to talk about up top. I should write this shit down. Um, <laughs> All documented, all true. Amazing feedback about it. Um, so thank you yes, all thank for, you. for thank listening you. to that. Uh, I had the most fucking fun on that episode, man. I, I yeah. it was, it was so nice for me not to be in the driver's seat for once. Like it was like, there's just some, there's just a little bit, it's a little bit easier going when you're not the like lead, like talking about yeah. it. And people were like, oh, like I saw a bunch of comments being like, oh, it's fun seeing Sean as a straight, the straight man. And it's like, oh, no, no, I'm not the straight man anymore. Like, this is the straight man role. Like, Joe's the straight man now. That's It's like a swap. I mean, we both make jokes, but um, I just get to sit there and fucking laugh. And like, it's like the greatest thing of all time. So, yeah, it, it's and, our, nice. and our buddy Mike, you know, uh, like we said on the episode, this is what happens in our private texts. And it's just nice to translate it. And it's nice to get that feedback. And I was a little nervous because, you know, when we did episodes on like the bike movies or, uh, mm. you know, Lords of Chaos, some people were like, you're the fucking horror show. What are you doing? So I'm glad I'm glad people dug it. It, it was very fun. And I hope you can continue like that. And if you don't want to listen, skip it because it was either that or we're not going to release an episode. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking okay. bunch, of, bunch of loose stilettos. A bunch of loose stilettos, baby. <laughs> I love, I love, I fucking love, I'm so petty. I love holding a grudge for six years I, against some guy that affected me 0% dude, in my real life. Ooh, I just remember fucking this motherfucker. I remember I like wanted to talk about him on the show and like I, I couldn't yet. I didn't have that like fucking courage to call somebody out like, on air, you know what I mean? So I was like trying to like yeah. be like this yeah. guy. I think we talked about it. And we were like, somebody said something not so nice, and it was yeah, yeah. And, and like now I'm just going, hey Lou, motherfucker, I, come find me outside, motherfucker. You don't, you don't, you don't want to act like that whenever you get negative feedback. You know, you got you right. got to act somewhat professional. You know, people they have the right not to like it, right? Exactly. But th- for some reason, I think like we said, since he was like the first and he was he went so hard, I mean, he just stuck out like a sore thumb. So. And it was about Amityville too. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> All Documented, All True is great. And this is actually going to kind of blend a little bit into it. Joe's going to bring some ADAT heat to this episode because the Amityville horror, I don't really know a ton about. Is it even a true story? Like, what is the story of the Amityville horror? So I did a lot of reading on the actual events, and uh, I legitimately think doing this beforehand, the first time that we did it, might have not changed, not, not necessarily changed your mind because I don't know how you feel about it this time, but it <laughs> might have helped with our understanding of these two movies. Instead, we just went into it as you know, and not blind, but like just went into it 
taking the movie as face value. Uh, So I did a lot of reading. I don't want to be long-winded on this, so I tried to condense it as much as possible. Uh, But I I do want to start the show with these facts, and then we can go into the movies. And we don't have to, since we're doing two movies, we don't have to do the movies, you know, scene by scene like we usually do. All right. So... To understand the Amityville Horror Saga, there's two parts. There is the actual crime that was committed, the murders in the first place, and then there was the subsequent haunting, the family that moved in. So two different uh, two different storylines there. So to start, are you good? Yeah, sorry, my phone's just going off. I'm put on D and D. No problem. So to start, we have the DeFeos, right? So we have Big Ron, right. who is the dad. He had alleged mob ties. He beat the shit out of his wife. He beat the shit out of his oldest son, uh, Little Ron. Uh, allegedly smashed him headfirst into walls repeatedly as a child, which would probably explain the murder, you know, the, the homicidal rage <laughs> later on in life. Uh, Ron Jr., also known as Butch, he's the perpetrator that killed his whole family. Uh, he was 23 at the time of the crime. We know that uh, he was, you know, abused. He had the shit kicked out of him. And also, he was an avid acid, heroin, and cocaine user. So, uh. you know, might... might <laughs> Along with the head trauma, that that might you know play a factor. Yeah. Uh, so the actual crimes, yes, it is a true story. Um, people were murdered in that house by you know the whole family was murdered by another family member, uh, Butch Ron Jr. Happened November thirteenth, nineteen seventy four. Uh, he goes into a bar that he frequented uh, often. Uh, he says, help, I think my parents are shot. And you know his friends all jumped into a truck. The bar was like literally down the street, which is, you know, I don't know why he had to go to the bar to tell them that and then hop into a truck and go back. But that's what they did. Uh, the victims were Ron Sr., age 43, uh, Luis DeFeo, the mother, age 42, Dawn, age 18, Allison, age 13, Mark, age 12, and John, age 9. All were shot with a rifle at 3 in the morning. Uh, in the folklore of the Amityville Horror and in the movie, the first one, the movie, they, they, they really harp on the 3 a.m., and that's because it's the devil's hour. Uh, they believe that demons are active at that time because it's a mockery of the Holy Trinity. Uh, the parents were shot twice. The rest were uh, shot once, and all family members were found laying on their stomachs. So, pretty much execution style, yeah. uh, but the parents got it twice. What's interesting is that nobody in the entire neighborhood heard the shots that night and they said that the weapon was done with a 30 30 rifle uh, allegedly i don't know anything about rifles but it's incredibly loud i found a youtube channel uh <laughs> called the gold bros and it's fucking check this out because it's just these two brothers that uh shoot guns and and by shoot gun like they shoot guns they, they have they test them all out but they test them out on christmas trees and they just make bets with each other on how many shots it will take to chop down an entire christmas tree <laughs> this gun is loud as fucking balls and it cut down an entire christmas tree in four shots so i think with the amount of victims uh somebody would have woken up at some point and tried to escape they're all face down um at the time that they were discovered. So to think that they're just sleeping on their stomachs and didn't move, uh, that's a little ridiculous in my own opinion. Yeah. Um, so he, he's questioned by the police. Obviously he says it was a mob hit carried out by a guy named Louis Fellini who promised to whack him and his whole family. Um, so that's what he said upon being apprehended. Uh, he, 
he cracks in the midst of the crime after 12 hours, which that, that is a pretty quick time to, to give up on your original Not even a day. defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 12 hours later, uh, he was watching a war movie called Castle Keep. He said that he heard his family plotting to kill him in the other room, so he went with a self-defense charge, right? Now, keep in mind, he's also uh, tripping balls on acid and... Uh, using heroin and cocaine, right? What a um, combo, man. Like, really? <laughs> a crazy combo, right? All three combo. of those, like, really scare me. Like, if I if I were going to choose, like, I don't do, like, chemical drugs, right? And, like, that's just, like, yeah. the three ones that I would avoid. Cocaine maybe is the drug that I would, like, maybe consider. Not in today's age with, like, fentanyl and shit. But, like... Those three, that's fucking crazy to mix up, man. That's wild. Crazy. Crazy. And, you know, back then, dude, 70s acid and 70s cocaine. Like, give me a break, dude. <laughs> guys, out of his Nothing's mind. Cutting. And I know I'm, I'm reading notes. Like, I, I don't like to just, like, read notes like a robot. Uh, I just want to get these out as yeah, quick yeah, as yeah. possible no, so no, we can talk about good. the real show. Um, so the, the court psychologist determined that he had antisocial personality disorder, which doesn't mean that he's insane. No. He, kno- he knew what he was doing. And also the, that guy was like, he, again, he's consuming a shit ton of drugs, you know? <laughs> so that's probably the factor. Uh, also, he had been threatening to kill his family for fucking years and would just be like, uh, I'm going to murder everyone in this house. Uh, they treat me like shit. They all beat the shit out of each other. Uh, mostly his dad, you know, was, was where his anger uh, was so much so that uh, his parents took him to a psychiatrist and the, sh- the psychiatrist explicitly said to his parents commit this guy or he's going to murder you <laughs> like this guy is serious and he's going to kill you and allegedly like when everybody heard that these murders happened they're just like oh yeah it was fucking butch like of course of course it was of course it was him um so- he also tried he also tried to leave home but his dad disabled his car and was like, get the fuck back in the house. And he he was of age. Like, he could have gone out on his own. So his dad brought him back. All of this plays into Amityville, too. If, like, I agree. Yeah. It follows, uh, you know, while I'm saying this, I just picture uh, Burt Young's face, That's, you know, yeah, the entire yeah, time. Yeah. Um. There's, a, there's an author, Rick Asuna, that uh, he wrote The Night That the Feos Died. He interviewed Butch in the year 2000, wow. and Butch said that, yeah, I murdered my entire family, but my sister Dawn helped. Dawn was the 18-year-old. Uh, that kind of gives credence to, or it kind of explains, you know, if you want to go down a th- conspiracy road, why no one else heard the shots, and why nobody else escaped if somebody else was helping you know maybe tie them hold them down hold them back distract them moving the bodies afterwards um there's interview footage where butch says that there's others involved and that people are scared to come to the reality of the truth um and then he also says he what he wasn't there at all so you know take take whatever this guy says with a grain of fucking salt <laughs> he he is like a charlie manson light when you yeah. hear him talk he, Dude, like it, if charlie manson was was a Long Island Guido? <laughs> it would be Butch Stefan. I was I was about to say like when we were talking about the drugs, I was actually going to make a, a Charles Manson reference because we we talked about him recently on a bonus episode, and like it, I was like, oh, it sounds like Charles Manson, and now it really does. It's just like fucking every story and fucking uh, it does. It does. What's his name? Uh, fucking Varg. Same thing. Like it's just like I mean, yes. with less drugs, you're just like every time you talk to him, it's like the story changes, and you're like, dude, what? 
the fuck? Like, yes. And there's always the one story where he's like, I wasn't even fucking there. And you're like, okay, all right, I'm done. I'm done <laughs> listening to this shit. <laughs> I mean, you, you can find this interview. I, I listened to it and you're just like, yeah, man, uh, you, you know, how, how would you explain this? People don't want to come to terms with it, you know? And he's like, but I wasn't there, so I don't fucking know. It's like, okay, okay, guy. You just admitted to killing him. Like, what are, what are you saying? Uh, but... But allegedly, Dawn wanted to move to Florida with her boyfriend and her parents were like, no way. So she com- she convinced Butch, along with an unnamed accomplice, to kill them, but just the parents. The whole plan was just to kill the parents. Supposedly, after the double murder, the friend bounced. Uh, Butch went after the friend to be like, where are you going? And when Butch came back, everyone else was dead because Dawn killed them. So Dawn, this is, this is another theory. Dawn killed the kids. Butch, in a fit of rage, killed Dawn because he was kind of fond of his, of his siblings. He didn't want any of that to happen to them. So okay. now that sounds a little ridiculous, right? That you know somebody leaves. Uh, Butch also claimed at one point that a demon approached him wearing a black robe, gloves, and handed him a gun and said, "Kill!" Right? Again, he's tripping balls off of acid. Right. Now. While all this is happening, this is true, while all this is happening, a DEA agent was staked outside of the DeFeo's house because of the mob ties. Because of the mob ties. Uh, And and he is on record saying this. Now, I don't think that they can interfere. I, I don't know that it doesn't make sense to not be able to interfere if you hear a murder. If somebody's happen, being murder murdered, happen. it's like it's the general rule. Like, of like, like blow you, your cover, yeah. blow your cover, right? You're but not because he he's not under cover. He's on a stakeout, and he just found no, a he's crime. He's on a stakeout. <laughs> he's on. Yes, exactly. You have reason. You're probable cause now, right? You're pro- you'd um, probably but, be like, oh, this is it. Finally, like yeah, the mob hit. I can catch him. Like I, I can. I can go back to my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he. uh was staked outside mm-hmm. of the house the night of the merge. He did not hear the gunshots, which again, the kind of gun that they're here, the, the claimed was used probably would have tipped him off. But he did say that he watched a uh, woman exit the house that night in a black hooded robe, exit the DeFeo's house in a black hooded robe. Now, Butch said that a demon came to him wearing the, the robe, like I just said, and gave him the gun. So there might be, a possibility, like obviously it wasn't a demon that the DA agent saw, but there might be a possibility that the sister was involved. Maybe she came into the room. It was like, Butch, we got to fucking kill our parents now. Handed him a gun. Butch is stripping balls. It's like, yeah. holy shit. Like I'm seeing the fucking hellfire right now. So that might be, that might be legit. You, yeah. you could make a case that there might be a possibility of that. And there is also, which I love this fact because it plays into part two. There is also a sincere thought that Butch and Dawn were incestuously involved. Uh, and that Butch killed his parents, Dawn killed the rest, like I said, and then Butch killed them. The mobster grandfather, who was... Uh, he's legit. You know, he's, he's legitimately uh, a mobster. Word is that he showed... Well, not word is. He definitely showed up at prison right after the murders committed were committed. But word is that he knew that these two were romantically involved and siblings and that he went to the prison, talked to Butch and was like, listen, man, just take the rap. Shut the fuck up. You cannot soil our name. Like there are powerful people that will ruin us. That will ruin me. Just take the fall for all of this. You're already fucked. Right? 
So that that is uh, allegedly a conversation that happened when Butch when when the grandfather visited Butch in prison. That's intense. so all this kind of. like makes me appreciate part two more. And I wish that I knew some of these facts going into it. Okay. The first time. Okay. So yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it definitely spins part two a little bit and part two has like an interesting backstory too alone because it's based on a different book by a different author. Um, than part one. Yes. Yes. Um, so it, it is, it's interesting. I, I, I have, I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Yes. So I do too. And, and in court, a criminologist said that he believed more than one weapon was used and that the bodies were moved after the time of the murder. Oh. And honestly, a, a, with all this information, and all these moving parts, a demon might be the most fucking reasonable <laughs> explanation. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. And then not, not to waste time. I won't go into the whole Lutz saga, um, but just know a lot of the stuff that they claimed uh, is most likely bullshit. And there are court affidavits where like the priest himself was like, I never stepped foot in that house. Like I called them and, and, you know, talked Talk to them on the phone, but a lot of the claims that made it into the first Amityville horror movie could be refuted. So, so the Lutzes are real people. The Lutzes are real people. They moved into that house 13 months after the murder, and it was still Jesus furnished with everything. Fucking Christ. still furnished with everything except for the bloody mattresses. Come on, man! What the fuck? And they they said like immediately things started happening. They also claimed the dog tried to hang itself. It was just like just watch your dog better, man. It, the dog's not trying. Dog's not trying no, to hang itself. Dog, don't watch your dog better. No, you don't have to watch your dog. Your dog's not fucking hanging itself. <laughs> watch your cords or nooses that you have lying around. I guess. Like, it reminds me, our hometown has that Facebook page, you know, the Facebook pages for the towns. Yeah. Uh, I remember somebody being like, there's something going on with the water. My cat tried to commit suicide twice or running in front of my car. And I'm like, no, it fucking didn't. It's a cat, dude. Just watch out when you're backing up. <laughs> dude, <laughs> saying your cat tried to commit suicide twice, like to <laughs> lock your cat up, get it some fucking Prozac. Um... <laughs> Wow. Okay. So that's interesting. That's interesting. So the Amityville horror, uh, a classic deemed a classic, right? Yes. Um, I was making fun of it, calling a snooze fest, uh, when we were talking about it in our chat. Uh, you did. I disagree with that. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Good. I actually think it's the best haunted house movie ever made. I, I, period. End of story. Okay. I don't think there's another one I that mean- even touches it. Maybe I'm, I'm not very thinking. glad that you said, no, I mean, I'm very glad that you said that because watching it now, I'm like, this is the blueprint. This, this all haunted house movies that follow this are taking everything they know from Amityville horror. And they still can't get it fucking right. They're all fucking boring as fuck. Haunted house movies are generally not great. They, they are slow paced. Amityville horror, dude, from beginning to end, they just, they hit you with the the spooky stuff. Like every fifteen minutes, you get a spooky event, and it's like it's amazing. I fuck it. The pace is unreal, and they just do it the whole movie. And then there's the big climax, and then the movie's over, and you're like, "That was fucking incredible. That was and fucking a plus." I, I agree, and it really has it all. Like when you think of a haunted house, 
you don't just think of like ghosts making noises. You know, you think of like black goop. You know, <laughs> disgusting right. muck and the, and like eyes appearing in in uh, the windows. Which which that scene has stuck out with me as a kid, and I still think it's it's a okay. really well done. And Josh Brolin's dad, James Brolin. I don't know why it started with Josh Brolin's Josh dad, Brolin. but James <laughs> Brolin as George as George Lutz. Uh, his descent into madness is so good. So nice. It's so good. He slowly, so good. he also slowly turns into a poodle. His hair like is Dude. so like curly and manicured at the beginning. And by the end, it's just this giant curly poof. I've never seen anything like. <laughs> yeah, it. it's because it's because he must have legitimately been sweating. Like they must have just been making him wear those sweaters in sauna and like the room must be like sauna temperature because every scene he's just like he, he looks so uncomfortable just dripping which goes to my biggest problem not with the movie just with the scenario and the characters yeah. in it and if the Lutzes are to believe my problem with this fucking leave fucking leave there, there is a time in this movie where a a uh, subtitle pops up and it's like five days later and you're like what that's <laughs> Dude, they, they suffered like a lifetime of trauma, and this is only five days later. I would have been out of there, you know, three days ago. One, yeah, one of my notes in this is like, at what point do you leave? Realistically, like really thinking, you just bought a house, right? Yeah, 80000 right. $80, so An $80,000 $80, house, house yeah. um, which they're like, Jesus Christ, how are we going to fucking afford this? <laughs> so wild. Um, and $80,000 house, you move in. You have to think, and by the way, you know, I over-exaggerate everything. That's why I wanted to bring this up, because I am, I'm, I would for sure be the one that's like, I'm fucking out of there. First chance. But really, like, you think about it. You spent $80,000. You can't just, like, leave a house. However, in this situation, there's got to be a point when you fucking leave. And there's a point. what's and the fucking point? <laughs> the, the, there's a point, and there's a couple times that I, I want to highlight of people waiting way too long first of course that pre that priest waiting to hear a voice saying get out dude you have a thousand flies on your face i would have been out of there the second like more than one landed on me right I, at, at the very least even if you didn't think something diabolical is going on i would just be like, i'm not staying in this room it's disgusting like <laughs> you ever have like three or four flies in your house and you're like oh you're like fucking disgusted you're like oh my god like this is so fucking gross i have to kill four Shut flies <laughs> i have a detached garage where when we have like outdoor parties, oh, yeah, yeah. you know we'll set stuff up i once had like three flies in there the day before and i bought i, I was like freaking out being like how are people gonna eat like take take stuff if we put food in here Buying fly traps and all that. Dude, they're fucking yeah. nasty. Like, three or four like is a day ruiner. You're like, what did I do? What did I leave out? A hundred fucking flies? I wouldn't eat. I fucking, fucking gone. gone. All on your face, yeah. Dude, just you think get there was a body. The you'd think, for sure, you'd think there's a body. Yeah. Waiting for a, a demonic voice to tell you to get out? <laughs> Come on, guy. Come on. I, I, I love uh, By it. the way... $80,000 in 1979 is equivalent to uh, $326,000 today. So Okay. All right. Kind of as. Well. Actually, no, it was it was 74 when they bought it. So it's 480,000. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, so and he's like and, Hold, he, and he's like inflation. Uh, dude, I know. And and J James Brolin at one point is like, "Yeah, this thing should have been 120,000." Okay, let's see what that would be. 120 uh, God, those people. That, that, yeah, <laughs> seven hundred twenty-one thousand. Jesus Christ! It's a, it's a big house. It's big. 
It's a big house. It's a big it's, house. Yeah, and it's got nice, nice property. So uh, Amityville uh, Two is a where, prequel. where people. Amityville Two is a prequel, yeah. and it's supposed to be the DeFeos. Yeah, but they changed the name, and I think that's because everyone had the fucking piss suit out of them in 1979. Oh, are like you serious? Party. Dude, everyone, including the Lutzes, the people that wrote the books, and they were all suing each other. It was just a fucking nightmare. Oh, my God. What was the purpose of that? Trying to cash in on the movie, you think? Or, like, that's crazy. Uh, cash in the movie, defamation, uh, wow. just you name it. There's actually an article that you can look up, and it's called <laughs> – it's from the Washington Post in 1979 called The Calamityville Horror. Uh, that, that, that really goes into detail about the lawsuits and how it's, it – like everyone's life is just impacted by this. Now that I'm thinking about it, didn't oh fuck. I wish I remembered or did any research. But I didn't think about it until just now. I'm pretty sure the Amityville horror ended up causing like a thing in Hollywood where they were like I forget what it was. I think they made a they made a change in the way they make movies based on real events because of the Amityville horror. And, like, all the lawsuits and the mess it caused. I feel like it was, like, ah, fuck. It was, like, the birth of something. Like, they they changed something in the industry. I can't remember what it was. But um, go listen to another that, podcast. I'm not sure, but they definitely, <laughs> yeah. But they definitely uh, changed the names in the second one, which I assume is to avoid the headache of what they just saw. Yeah, and then in the third one, they go back. They ignore the second one and the Lutzes, and then they start talking about the DeFeos in the third one. Fun fact. Yes. And doesn't the third one, like, focus on the priest angle? Yeah. Which, by the way, the, 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 okay, I got to wait till two. Two, <laughs> two is frustrating, regardless of the facts. All right. So, Amityville 1979. You know what, oh. You know what else is another point where I was like, why are you staying in this room right now is when uh, Margot Kidder looks at James Brolin and his eyes are <laughs> like, dude, his eyes are more red or like, I've never, I've, I don't even know how they got the makeup to look like that. It's just like pink underneath and it's just like perfect circles of red. If I saw anybody that looked like that, I'd leave. I would leave. Like, even if it was my spouse, like you're either dying and contagious or like you're possessed by a demon so let me go in the other room and sort this out the effects in it and like the makeup in it were so uh realistic i guess that i i couldn't tell what was an effect and what wasn't honestly for most of that movie like there was I, shit where i, I was like that. i was like i think this dude is just i think this is just what he fucking looks like and margot kidder i think this is like this is fucking dude. weird like it's bizarre I completely agree with that because they don't really rely on a lot of outlandish, you know, practical effects. Mm -hmm. I, like there are times where James Brolin just looks sleep deprived, which he might have been, you know. Yeah, dude. Like his face, his eye. So, do you have any memories of this movie as a kid? Like, did you ever watch it when you were young, or was it like an older I did. movie? I did, and uh, I think we brought up our buddy Picardi before, who we used to watch movies. I used to watch movies with yeah. as a as a kid all the time. The eyes in the window that Marco Kidder sees always stuck out to me because it scared the shit out of me as a kid. Like, so I I don't I didn't I know I watched it when I was younger for sure. I probably didn't love it a lot, um, but what I remember a lot is a lot of Simpsons references and spoofs from this movie. I mean, Treehouse of Horror. They, yeah. they did a Treehouse of Horror. I think basically dedicated to it. The house that talks to him, and it's like, which I didn't yeah. really understand. It's still one of like the creepier ones they ever did, honestly. Um, so there's a lot of that in it, but I feel like it's in other episodes too, but 
rewatching it today, I was like, or yesterday, I was like, oh, fuck, like, almost every scene of this is kind of iconic and has been spoofed at some point. Like, for sure. It's kind of crazy. Sure. Um, it's a, it, it was really great. And by the way, uh, November 13th, 1974, is that the date, the actual date when the events took place or no? November 13th, 1974. That's yep. accurate. Okay. So great timing because this November we are for sure doing Amityville Thanksgiving and Amityville in space. So happy Fuck. November. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, yeah, we already talked about it on a Patreon episode, but Amityville Thanksgiving appears to have no link to Thanksgiving or turkeys, even though there is a giant turkey on the cover. So there's, it's so ridiculous. It's so dumb. It looks like it's an SOV film. So Amityville starts out, We uh, you don't actually see the crimes at the beginning of this movie. Uh, you just kind of see the first responders coming in and out and just being like, this is a fucking nightmare. Um, and then they'll sporadically show you these scene- graphic scenes uh, throughout the movie. And it's a uh, genius. Instead of backlogging yeah. you with a fucking backstory and like. Again, like everyone just needed. This is the prototype. You just had to follow this. You really did. Like their pacing is great. And they gave you something every. What was the one we did recently, or in the second run? It was a. It was a haunted house movie. It, it was so fucking boring and slow. The haunting. No, it was one or, before that. It was like fucking old man. It was just a, like, dude. The lights flickered and they're like, holy oh, fucking oh, oh, shit. Oh, um, burnt, burnt offering. Burnt offering, which is fucking insane, amazing name. And then they're like. <laughs> I think the fridge just turned on by itself. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? And like, and I obviously that came before this, but like this one set it up, and they're like, hey, you can hit the crowd with something every fucking ten minutes, and just build up to that end when you're like, it's amazing. And the other thing I really liked because the second one focuses on a possession angle, which makes sense yes. based on your story that you were talking about. But what I like about the first one is they don't really go into possession. There's never really like a, there is and there isn't, right? Like there's some moments where there's possession-ish stuff. But overall. You could argue George George is being possessed. Well, see, I actually don't think George is being possessed. Where I see the possession is where it's like the priest can't move his hands or like things like that. To me, the family, when they start doing weird shit, it's, like, out of, like, being tortured. Like, they're being fucking tortured by a ghost. Um, it's le- To me, it seems it, less like possession and more like putting their brain, like, scrambling their brains through through torture. And, like, it, they don't know what's going on. I agree. I mean, you can make the case that George, that George is, but I, I think I, I lean more towards you. Like, it's just a descent into madness. Yeah. Like, they are just being pushed to the absolute brink of insanity. Because, like, and, like, because think about it. Like, if this shit was happening in your house, and, again, we talked about, you know, you mentioned it before. It's, like, when you would leave, right? And, like, realistically, you'd stay for a while. But you'd have to be in your brain, too, be like, that is illogical. You have to, like. Right. Because you're about to leave an $80,000 house behind. <laughs> you're right, That you right. just bought. So, like, you can't just be like, okay, I'm out of here. You're like, okay, like, how do I fucking explain this? Like, You have to make sense of it. It would make you crazy just thinking about it, let alone losing sleep and, like, the anxiety and all that shit. 
Dude, imagine it's a great point because imagine telling like family or like your real estate <laughs> agent like I can't live here because uh, you know I'm I'm seeing There's myself in, I'm seeing myself on my own face floating in, a, in the crawl space like go go get help yeah you don't need to sell the house you can't go talk get help to anyone. Yeah. you couldn't even talk to your wife really I mean eventually you'd probably be like hey man like <laughs> are you seeing shit too <laughs> like so eventually you'd get drunk enough with them one day to be like. We live in a haunted house, right? <laughs> but it's it like that to me is just like it's like psychological warfare by the fucking devil, uh, or yeah. whatever we're supposed to believe is the Amityville. But like that's that's fucking cool, man. Like I I really dug that about this. Like James, like not totally possessed, but just like out of his fucking gourd, like out of his fucking gourd. And there's definitely points where he's like, I don't know what's going on. But like I to me, it's like scrambled brains again like it's just like i don't know great like i've been so tired that like i'm just like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing um so the lutzes move in everyone's happy um and spooky shit happens right away you got the priest you got the kid falling down the stairs yep you got imaginary friend jody oh jesus christ that's fucking creepy as fuck and then you got margo kidder just looking fine she looks great, yeah. Bro, Margot Kidder. Coming right off of Superman. Margot Kidder, more like Margot Titters. <laughs> Hello, you who. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. Uh, no, she's... Uh, There's so many scenes of her doing just like, you know, Jane Fonda workouts. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love <laughs> it. And by... Dude, is are James Brolin and Margot Kidder the fucking hottest movie couple ever? Bro, yo, for, for the seventies, for the seventies, yeah. dude, dude, they are fucking, dude. They when they fuck, they're like making love. They're making love. They don't fuck. They don't fuck. James Brolin makes love to Margot Kidder. It's fucking beautiful. Margot Kidder is the sweetest, and uh, unlike two, its predecessor, it, dude, dude, Burt Young, Burt Young. <laughs> Making love to that. So you made a lady. fucking you made a fucking <laughs> joke. I'm going to talk about it when we get there about Burt Young. That was fucking killer. And like neither of us fucking laughed at it. We were just like, huh, huh, huh. and I was like, dude, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, but these two are just fucking. They are sexy as hell. But the difference to me is, um, you know, <laughs> these people are all likable in this fucking movie, and. Uh, it takes them a while to start behaving oddly. Actually, it doesn't even take them a while. James Brolin starts acting weird at the beginning, but it, it's a steady ramp up, right? And once they yes. it's once they enter the house. Whereas the second one, my main issue with it is people are behaving insane before they even get in the fucking house. Oh, but dude, <laughs> the the dad what, what what's Paulie's name? Uh Burt Young's character is a piece of shit regard you didn't need no uh, you didn't need any of it like you could have just made a movie based off him and it would be a terrifying like bleak movie right that's what i'm saying dude the fucking opening scene he's like hey fuck it hey mama luke and then his son walks up and he's like i'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> where the fuck were you he's like, i'm just getting cigarettes like oh you're a big man now it's like i'll fucking smack the shit out of you like, you're not big enough for me to beat the shit out of okay Okay, all right. <laughs> Which, by the way, is accurate. Uh, kind of right. checks out. It, it checks out. Checks out. That's how that guy was. Yeah. It checks out. And he he was also rich, uh, and he he apparently he would do this in the, just like 
kick the shit out of everyone and be like, I fucking hate you. And just be like, hey, I love you. And like throw them hundreds of dollars. He'd be like, go, go buy yourself something nice. So. I want to talk about two so bad. Let's get through one. All right. Uh, All right. I have so much to say about it. Um, yeah, like you said, the kids are talking to ghosts. Um, and, and like I, I, James Brolin is on edge the entire movie. This, this movie should just be called James Brolin on edge because I've never seen know, a guy so on edge for so much. Dude, that must have been a hard to do as an actor, too. I'll be honest. Like looking like that and acting like that is like crazy. The acting in Amityville Horror 1979 is top notch horror movie acting. And the priests, dude, those priests are like classically trained actors and they are so good. That, that scene where the mayor from Jaws shows up, who who once again is just like, don't worry about it. Like, we can't, we can't report this. <laughs> I love that he's typecast as that guy. I know. But uh, that scene where those priests are talking to each other is, is honestly like really riveting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and nothing's happening. They're just talking about like the right thing to do and their morals and their beliefs. And you're just like, wow. And, and you know, and we'll talk about it in two a little bit. This is the perfect fucking blend of like exorcist, but like, uh, uh, not what's what would the word be? Like, not sleazy, but like tropey haunted house. Like, it's a fun watch, and they also get to include some of the religious stuff, which I always find interesting yep. and fun. Yep. And but they made it fun in this, and that's that's hard to fucking do, um, without dragging the pace down. And these yeah, priests, everyone dude, is on, on their game. Yeah. This poor priest. Talk about people moving out. This priest needed to give it up because like literally he goes to the house, he gets covered in flies and then has, I don't even know, like a heart attack kind of thing or like something happens. He's in the hospital. Yeah. I think he even cuts his hand on the window or it's something. Like comatose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, he's getting like stigmata boils too. And then he wakes up and then immediately more shit happens to him. They, they're dri- they do a Tommy boy bit where they're driving and the fucking car hood <laughs> flies up and they're like, <laughs> it's crazy. These priests are like, they get it every time. So it was fun. Cause that never happens. The priests yeah. are always like, like they do have that one big, but it's like supposed to build up to like the priest getting hurt. And you're like, oh my God. But in this one, it's just like, yeah. dude, this priest takes lick after like, dude goes blind. Immediately. Yeah. He's being targeted. Yeah. He goes blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking insane. Um, uh, I loved that. Um, Josh Brolin's acting is nuts. And uh, Margot Kidder's having dreams where she wakes up screaming. She was shot in the head. I was just like, dude, I was. That's terrifying. This is scary. Like, to have your spouse just sit up and scream that, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And James Brolin just like looks at the clock and is like, hmm. <laughs> James Brolin. Also, I don't know if it's like a regional thing. Maybe other parts of the country still have this, but owning a double a double bladed axe is fucking insane. Dude, but it's, you can't buy them anywhere now because I just bought an axe uh, to chop wood with. You have the blunt side, which makes fucking sense. How many people? Splice their like slit, split their head open using a double edged axe. And what what for what reason would you need that? I don't understand. It's actually more work, right? Like so much more work to make that blade. Like you just make one blade. Yeah. Fucking throw it on a piece of wood. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. And he he also like Brolin. I feel like Brolin is just like the manliest dude in the world, which makes sense with his kid too, because his kid's kind of sure. the same way. But like. There's a scene. Okay, this is one of the things where I was like, is this an effect? James Brolin puts a log on the fire. 
I have never seen somebody leave their hands in a fireplace with fire for so long. He's like trying to mush the wood down. He's like got a, he has a log in his hands and he puts his whole arms in the fire and is like, like trying to get it in a right spot. And I was like, <laughs> and you see the flames and I'm like, that's not an effect. Why would they make an effect to do that scene? Like this, it's not, it's not a big budget movie. Like. James Brolin's probably like, I'm just going to fucking put my hands in the fire. They were, or they were like, James, can you put a log on the fire? And he's like, yeah, sure. And they were probably like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are your hands in the fire? <laughs> Dude, it was crazy. It was like one of the craziest scenes. It's in there for so long. Um, yeah. On the sixth day, Satan tries to kill the priest with the Tommy Boy gag. Um, and then, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, a, James Brolin has lost it. And, is it his brother's wedding or is it a friend's? He's the best man of the wedding, regardless. But I think it's his like young brother's wedding. Um, I don't remember the relation. But anyway, he's doing a he's doing a wedding with uh, this person. He's the best man, and the kid is like, "I lost my money." And James Brolin is acting so weird. I actually thought he might have stolen it or something. I, I did not. Maybe I missed something. I don't know if he like threw it in the fire or something, but I don't think he did. Um, and I only want to talk about this cause like James Brolin's like, I'll pay for it. Like until you find it. Cause it couldn't have gotten far. And the kid's like, Oh, thank God. And at the wedding fucking bro, the caterer goes to Brolin and is like, where's your cash? And Brolin's like, I'm going to give you a fucking check. And the guy's like, I only accept cash. And he's like, then you're going to eat all your fucking food yourself. And I was like, bro, I feel like that was not even in the script. I feel like they just walked, said somebody walk up to Brolin and ask him for cash. <laughs> dude that was like dead like dead face and i was like fuck yeah dude like <laughs> if we're supposed to believe this is angry bro i would have had the same fucking reaction go eat the fucking food yourself you brought it here what are you gonna do fucking pack it up you fucking idiot um yeah but during this uh a babysitter is watching the kids gets locked in the fucking closet lights go out screaming the parents come home and the daughter is like uh, I forget what, what's the name. Judy is Judy the name of the Jody. Jody, is the imaginary friend. Jody's the imaginary. And keep in mind, friend. these are just stepkids to George. They're they're not his real children. Right, right. There's there's stepkids, and uh, and you know they uh, they she's like Jody wouldn't let me fucking let her out, and it's like oh that's fucking yeah. creepy, creepy. And I highlight the stepkids here because I, I love this particular scene because George is finally because in the beginning he's like I'm. I wish they would stop calling me Mr. Lutz or I wish they would stop calling me George. Um, and this time, so he's trying to like win them over, you yeah. know, and this time he's just like, what the fuck? He's like, your kids are out of control. Yeah. Like, uh, it just completely loses his mind. And the kids are like, Ooh, George yelled at me. And it's like, it's it, it, to me, it's like the turning point of him just completely for sure. Losing his shit. For sure. and, yeah. and again, like these characters and uh, their story are so likable and it's what draws you into this idea the amityville idea right like it's like fuck like this was a perfect family and, and not even perfect yeah. right like not even perfect right because it's the stepkids and george trying to impress them and all that and it's, so it's not a perfect family they don't have the money for the house but they're trying to get a house for their family yeah it's like an all-american it's tale. an all-american it's tale guys. and you so you get fucking sucked into this and you're just like that is fucking crazy and so like the descent of george is like really like a bummer it's sad to watch George. It is a bummer. It's a fucking it a sad to watch George turn into this because you're like, you're rooting for this family from the from the get go. 
And there's so many times where he is like completely unhinged, but then has a moment of clarity. And he's just like, what am I doing? And, I, and like, it's, it really impacts me every time he does that. It really does. I, I agree with you on that. Um, I, I fucking loved it. I also loved like that, that wedding in 1979. Like, I wish weddings would go back to that instead of these like giant elaborate fucking things. Like, dude, all they had was like a fucking caterer and everyone was like dressed yeah. like shit. And like, everyone was just out there for there for the wedding to have a good time. I was like, fuck, we yeah. got to go so back to that. For? Yeah. Roland went with the have flu. A- <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's fine. <laughs> Imagine doing that to my dad. Oh my Showing God. up at my wedding with the flu. <laughs> I actually want to talk about your dad in Amityville too, because I, or actually it could go. It could, I, knew, I knew you would. It could, it could, well, so it's funny because we don't talk about him in the first one. We, we both mention our dads being, a certain way at one point, but we don't, we don't really talk about it, but actually I wanted to talk about your dad more importantly. Um, as a check, if, if you brought your dad to the Amityville house <laughs> and yes. you're like, dad, <laughs> great news. We got a house. And he's like, let me fucking check it out. <laughs> what a fucking oh, dude. nightmare. <laughs> dude. That is what I thought of in Amityville too, because right in the beginning, which everything's breaking and you, shit. I'll save it. I'll save it for okay. Amityville too, because there's one scene in particular that like really stuck out to me. But yes, if my dad was in this house, we wouldn't even. Dude, first off, Satan would be fucking exhausted. Be trying, be trying to you know scare this family out and possess them, and my dad just talking about the pipes and the creaks and the sturdiness. <laughs> You'd be like, Satan, like, no, 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 man. I'm, I'm trying to possess you. <laughs> you'd be like, Dad. This is an OSHA. <laughs> Dad, the power goes out every fucking 10 minutes. It's fucking crazy. And you'd be like, yeah, I told you the fucking old wires. This is fucking. Get, get, <laughs> this isn't up to code. <laughs> give me the seller's number. I'm going to fucking call him. This should have been on the inspection. Hold. This, you're totally <laughs> fucked, pal. All right. <laughs> I told you this at the beginning. And he didn't. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh. I want to talk real quick about the uh, the other couple. So uh, George has like a writing partner, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, who, he, who he punches at the bar uh, because Jeff's like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, you're not helping me. We need to get this business off the ground. Um, Jeff and Carolyn are somehow the most toxic couple in the entire movie. And they are not possessed whatsoever or impacted by the house. When they are on screen together, Carolyn like make a suggestion and Jeff will just be like, shut the fuck up. We're talking. <laughs> It's so fucking nuts. They're fucking insane. Um, And also, I think the point where I would move out of the house is when the door just blows off the fucking hinges. That's the moment for me. I'd be like, you know what? I'm good. I I feel like that doesn't happen. That's not a thing. That's not a fucking thing ever in the history of the world. (laughs) Dude blows like the fucking like, uh, what do you call it? It's not molding, but like the door frame like it fucking rips the it explodes the front door explodes it's fucking insane <laughs> they're like oh gee golly <laughs> yep but gag after gag man i i fucking love it it's a it's the first haunted house call um and james george lutz in real life claimed that those things were happening that they saw black ooze that they saw doors and cabinets opening all of the neighbors were like we can hear everything in this neighborhood we never heard like so much as a door slam and people bought the house immediately after the lutzes moved out and they're like yeah everything was pristine like, <laughs> there was no evidence that anything was ever slammed once uh yeah. so 
you know, and take take that for what it is. And Margot Kidder's nightmares are getting more crazy, more vivid. There's one with like a bloody kid and an axe, and it's like, oh, that is so fucking intense for seventy nine. I was impressed. Yeah. And then Brolin almost kills his wife with an axe. Yeah. Comes to his senses. It's, it comes to his senses right in the nick of time and uh, kind of snaps out of it. But just in time to watch the walls start bleeding. Like, pr- like blood everywhere. Not just a little. Blood is just pouring out of the fucking house. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Sam Raimi must have, like... Yeah, loved this movie. I agree because with that. Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, when especially Evil Dead Two, when Ash is just completely losing his mind and the the deer is yeah. talking, it just gave me gave me really big uh, Amity that's, vibes. That's a good point. I, I actually I think that's that's true. And and the house just starts exploding on itself. Um, the family is able to get out, and then the kids are like, "Can you go get the dog?" Which no, no, sorry. <laughs> Harry is staying. <laughs> the devil has Harry now. Sorry, kids. <laughs> he already tried to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dog keeps running in front of the car because he's drinking this fucking water in Amityville. Um, but yeah, no, no. He and George, George goes and gets him and swims through ooze and yeah, yeah. It is fucking great. Um, and then it ends. Great score too. Oh, great score it, for Amityville. Did it win? It was nominated for an Academy Award for the score. Yeah, that's awesome. Um. And, uh, yeah, they end up getting away in the car and you get this, um, uh, title screen at the end where it says the Lutzes, uh, never reclaim their home, uh, or their belongings and move to another state. Yeah. And then they wrote a book and made millions of dollars and the Warrens got involved and another family moved in immediately and lived happily ever after. So (laughs) a great, Great movie. Beginning to end. I actually love the ending. I think the ending's perfect for a haunted house movie. Uh, there's too many haunted house movies that end with like, we fixed it. We got rid of the ghoul. We got rid of the, the, the devil and the ghosts. And it's like, this one was like, nope, we're f- fucking out of here. Peace. Don't give a fuck what happens to the house because we can't stop it. It's a supernatural entity. Um, and so many great quotes in it too, right? Like fucking George saying houses have no memories and like, oh. Yeah, I, I I fucking love it. And then there's what does he scream? He's screaming that one thing where he's like, ah, like I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great, man. I fucking love it. Um, then three years go by. Yep. And um, <laughs> and they make Amityville. Two, which is called yes. wait, it's called Amityville Two: The Possession. They drop the possession. They drop Amityville Horror for Amityville Two: The Possession. Um, they use a different book, which again they got sued for. <laughs> uh, where's my notes on that? Um, Hans Hans Holzer wrote the book. It's called The Murder in Amityville. Right. So yeah, George Lutz wanted the sequel to the 1979 film to be based on a book. Uh, the Amityville Horror Part 2 by John G. Jones. So even he, Lutz wasn't even like, use my book. He was like, this book is the way to go. Um, but Dino De Laurentiis, this boy, you know him. Uh, <laughs> horror show fucking star of fame, Dino De Laurentiis, uh, was like, no, we're going to do Murder in Amityville by Hans Holzer. <laughs> Lutz sued De Laurentiis, lost. Um, but he did succeed in them making... The- 
making every poster say this film has no affiliation with George and Kathy Lutz, which by the way, my aunt's name is Kathy Lutz. Um, and, uh, but what, what good does that do? Everyone was probably like, who the fuck are they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why, why, why is that a thing? Uh, like no one, no one gave a fuck. Um, but yeah, so, so they make this and it's based on a different story. It's a prequel. It's an origin story. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about this. We did an episode on it again. Number 81. If please don't go back and listen. I, I hated it, dude. Okay. <laughs> I'll talk about the episode first. We're whispering. Yeah. We're, we're like, dude, we're like, we're talking so softly as if, and I, I don't know why. I think it's because the office was so big and empty. That we like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm like so much more obnoxious now. Like I, 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 like it's so low energy. It's so low energy. Our energy is so low. And you just said what you did, right? Like you were in a bad spot. Yeah. And it was the second episode we recorded that night. Joe, I think that was honestly why we were so fucking miserable and why we hated these movies. First of all, the entire movie, the entire episode, I'm just like, I don't even want to talk about this. Th- then don't fucking talk about it. What are you? What are you doing? What? Are you, what? Like, what are you doing? What? Why are you saying yeah, that? It's fucking insane. I remember because because we talk about it all the time. Like we release Patreon episodes now, but we would go to a different location. We would drive to a location yep. to record. We would talk about bullshit for some reason, for like an hour and a half. Yeah. And then we would start recording. We would record one episode, and then we would record a second episode. And then we had, like, work. We would do this on Tuesdays or, like, Thursdays. We had work the next day, too. Everything about it was idiotic, and it makes sense why we were so low energy. Low energy and just miserable. It makes so much more sense. Like, I was like, this bums (laughs) me the fuck out. Like, what are you doing? Like, saying, why are we talking about Don't talk about it. Maybe pick a fucking different movie, pal. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like... I would have definitely wrote us a negative review. Um, but also, like, I'm way more obnoxious now and loud and fucking boisterous and fast talking. We're just, like, super mellow, super chill. Um, and, and I also think we were low energy because we were trying to find our footing, too. Like, there was a little bit of, like, overthought in what we were saying, I think. Um, and I Which also, is funny because we're, like, not prepared. <laughs> no. We would talk about it. Yeah. No. And, and it's so weird. And We didn't drink. We were so, like, stiff, you know? And we were on a network. And, like, I think part of it, too, was, like, talking about, like, rape and incest. Like. Yeah. And also I remember, trying to. I, I do everyone. remember honing in on that. Yeah. Because we were, like, ooh, But, like, I don't know. It, it just wasn't great. It just wasn't great. But it's not a bad episode. Like, it's not a bad episode for sure. Like it annoyed me, but it wasn't a bad episode. Like I like to me, I think Luz, Luz Delato uh, is a fucking asshole because like we give the, the we give the movie some props. We but we the shit we make fun of deserves it. It's fucking insane. Like and by the way, we start off with a list of like eighteen critics that were like, "This is the worst movie I've ever seen in my fucking life." <laughs> And so, like, Lou, why don't you write to fucking Ebert, who was like, I would yeah. never watch this ever fucking again, ever, if you paid me. <laughs> like, uh, we're not the only ones. We open up with that. We're like, this is what this guy said. And they're all like, I wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one is brutal, a brutal review of it. 
Um, and I don't think we were like, I think we were just like, what the fuck is this? Like, um, but watching Amityville one and then two, uh, I guess made it a little worse (laughs) Uh, because, because they had the framework, they had the fucking store. They, oh dude, you could just copy it. You could just fucking copy it with what they did to this fucking Amityville franchise is honestly. It's like when a major band breaks up that could just tour forever, like the fucking Beatles or something that could just tour for the rest of their fucking lives making billions of fucking dollars. You know what I mean? It's like Amityville could have just run that back with different families year after year after year, new gags, new shit. (laughs) And instead they couldn't even fucking keep it together. Like they do this, which is fucking alarming this is an alarming movie like regardless of whether it's true or not it's fucking insane like no one wants to sit through this and you know that because they gave a cut to people and american audiences were like i I hate this so much (laughs) and and dino was just like this is the fucking best we want them to squirm dino dino (laughs) you have the fucking blueprint Three years ago, you have the blueprint and the audience squirmed for that, right? You don't, you don't need to make them squirm by having an anal rape scene that you cut out. Like, are you aware of this? Like we talked about it on the show, but like having an anal rape scene, uh, why would you even, and what makes you think it's going to pass anything? (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the most alarming part. Well, no, the anal rape is the most alarming. Dude, part. the anal but rape is nuts. also thinking that that would pass. Now, I have a completely different take. Uh, I don't want to say I loved it. That's fucking. I funny. like it. I like it so much more, dude. So much more. First off, no, first off, knowing the backstory and the alleged incest relationship, dude, I, I appreciate it more. There are scenes that are so tensely shot like dude shot shot there are scenes that are so t- my biggest my, for those that can't see his face that aren't watching a video he's, he's rubbing his eyes in disgust dude, there are scenes that are legitimately tensely shot um that that i honestly feel ashamed for not appreciating before and my only criticism well, it's not my only criticism. First off, the guy's face is fucking... He is the most unfortunate-looking man <laughs> to be a lead. <laughs> uh, but my my biggest qualm is that they did not... I'm fine with the possession angle. We didn't need an exorcism angle. Like, yeah. we knowing, knowing the backstory, it should have ended with the crimes. Yeah. The movie should have ended with a crime. It does, by we the don't way. Need That's the extra- end of the movie, and then they just <laughs> tack on an extra movie at the end. We have an extra 45 minutes of a priest doing an exorcism on a DeFeo, or whatever his name is in this movie, complete with, like, his face shifting and melting, and like... And, and by the way, it is a complete knockoff of The Exorcist because the yeah. priest is just like, oh, take me, take me. And like, dude, we, we don't need this. We, this. This isn't true. This didn't happen. What are you doing? But everything up until the, when the actual crimes are committed, I thought was legitimate horror. And Burt Young, like some of those scenes of domestic abuse, abuse are like the most unsettling realistic domestic disputes I've ever seen on film. The way that he is screaming at those kids and like beating them is honestly hard to watch. It's terrifying. I agree. I agree completely. My issue with this, there's a lot. 
I have so many fucking issues with this. More of the structure and stuff. And I do want to tell you something, though. In that first, in that episode that we did, you actually did point out that you liked a lot of the shots. You liked a lot of the tense shots. Oh, nice. You you actually did say that. I know. It's not, dude, it's, again, it's not even a bad episode. Like, I was shocked. Like, I was like, this makes sense. Like, this is good. And you, the only thing you were like was, you said um, that you and Amato liked this in high school. In high school, yeah. And, and then you were like, I think we were wrong because we were just getting high. We were high school kids, like, smoking weed. Like, that's insane. This movie's not that good. Um, which is a fair assessment. Um, and it's a fair that you like it again. Uh, but you did say you were like, I actually do like a lot of the way the things are shot and things like that. So, you are on track, brother. You you are okay, holding right. ground. That makes me feel better. That makes me feel better. I, I do think, I, and I legitimately think this, and it's a shame, I tried to be... Like uh, Leonard, what was it? Leonard Malton yeah. back in back in the day, be like, I have to like, I, I'm a film critic. I, I'm not a fucking film critic. <laughs> this was fun for me for, until until the exorcism angle, and that's that's all I have to say about. It. Like, I thought it was creepy, intense at times, and I had fun until that part. I think the writing and the structure are absolute fucking dog shit, and I wouldn't fucking recommend anyone watches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, Tommy Tommy Lee Wallace, the king of. <laughs> second rate horror movie sequels either fright night 2 halloween 3 which i know halloween 3 is beloved i love it now uh but come on compared to like the first one they're all re- <laughs> they're all ridiculous listen i Departures. know i know it's come back around and now everyone's like it's the best movie ever it's not a halloween movie go fuck yourself it's fine <laughs> it's a different movie it's a different fucking movie crying about remakes oh my god can you believe they're remaking this movie can you believe Halloween 3 isn't about fucking Michael Myers? No. <laughs> fucking asshole. Don't cry about fucking everything. Tell me you like that. And by the way, I like Halloween 3. It's cool. Um, but it's not. It, it sucks because they named it Halloween 3. <laughs> anyway. Do you know people don't like Halloween 2? Uh, I, I have found in doing this show that most people hate it. don't like Halloween 2. Which I love it. I love Halloween 2. I, I love great. it. Dude, rolling Halloween 1 into Halloween 2, I fucking dig that shit. I watched Taking the- place seconds later. What the fuck? I love Let's it, go. I love that fucking movie. Uh, okay. Anyway. Um, guess there wasn't enough Irish pagan folklore in it for everyone. Because, um, <laughs> you know, that's what the fucking franchise is about. Hey, guys, it's fine. We're fine. Everyone's having a good time. Um but yeah, I think this is like a waste of a franchise. I, I think they could have done better. Okay. So here are our complaints from the episode that Lou took issue with. Well, no. So Lou's biggest issue, Lou's biggest issue, by the way. So there's this guy. Should we? Because I, I don't think, think we've so ever funny. talked about it. I, I think it's so funny doing this, targeting this one guy that Dude, we don't know. And by the fucking way, by the fucking way, this is like why we wanted to do it was to like fucking pick on Lou. And I don't give a shit. Because it's not even his real name, right? Like, it's... We, nah, I nah. thought it was his real name forever, and you're like, Sean, it, sa- it says Lose the Lotto. Lose the Lotto. Lose the Lotto. <laughs> <laughs> Unless that's his real name, Lose the Lotto. It's anyway, not. It's not. This fucking prick. Uh, his biggest issue, and he said it in the fucking message, and I'll never forget it, was he said, you guys like big budget horror movies. And you don't appreciate these low-budget movies and blah, blah, blah. 
And um, he also said something where it was like, it was fucking crazy. He made some claim where it was like, this is like, your episode is fucking stressing me out or something. Because I made a claim that like, I was like, you need to go fucking seek therapy if this episode is affecting you this much. Yeah, I remember you saying that. You should probably fucking honestly go to therapy. Like, that's not a good reaction to people not liking Amityville 2. Um Bigger budget than the first movie. Fun fact. Uh, and and I'll be honest. There's not a moment in this until the end where it's like a sleazy, low budget effects type movie. You know what I mean? Like, dude, there's like a whole procedural for 40 like minutes at the end of this movie where it's just police and priests. And like, you're just like, what the fuck? Like you said, it's like the exorcist, right? It's it's like yeah. more big budget than the first one, I would I would argue. Like. This is not a low budget sleazy fucking movie. I wish it was, uh, but it's not. It's it's not at all. <laughs> it's fucking weird. It's weird as fuck. Um, but a couple things we noted, and I will t- I will also still agree with. Uh, the mom turns on the sink as soon as they move in, and blood comes out, and she it- laughs. <laughs> Dude, blood comes out and, and and she is scared initially, but then it turns clear and she's just like, "Oh, thank God, that's resolved." No, lady, no. Fuck, that's insane. <laughs> and you can't think. Of, I mean, it is like somehow the most realistic looking blood I've ever seen in a movie. Like that, that was <laughs> yeah. that was blood, blood. You know, you're not mistaking that for anything else. <laughs> it's funny because that's exactly what you said in the episode. Because I was like. Well, and again, like, lubing, like, hard up. Like, I was like, well, maybe she thought it was rust in the water. And you were like, are you fucking kidding me right now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pauly being mad about having to work on the house is, like, the funniest shit in the world. Like, bud, you bought the fucking house. He walks in the house and he's (laughs) like, Jesus fucking Christ. I ought to find that realtor and kick the shit out of him. (laughs) Do not walk into it. Like, it's so bizarre. Um, and the incestuous relationship that happens in this, um, you know, it, I, I, I was, how do I say this? (laughs) The, the, I, there's a certain idea about it and I'll get to it a little bit later in this movie, but there's a certain idea about that, that I was like, I kind of fucking like that. But my issue here, and again, it's like the issue with the writing and the structure is that this incestuous relationship starts before they fucking get into the fucking house. Like, as soon as they walk into the house, he's like, they're like so fucking mm. like, oh, it's, they're into it. They're yeah. into it. They're into it from the get go. He's not possessed yet. Right. Which goes along with the real life claim. And that's fine. But Joe, not a single one of these characters is fucking likable. What, who the fuck are we rooting for in this? Like <laughs> That I'll agree with. Dude, I'll I agree fucking with. hate all of them. Even the fucking kids are just fucking nightmares. And you're just like, Ugh. I don't give a fuck about any of these people. Who's going to come out the hero on this? Fun fact, it's nobody. <laughs> there is no hero. There is no hero. Good job, Dino. Um, And the mirror scene... Which we highlight, obviously, in our episode. But we're just, like, so low. It's so crazy. We're so low energy. We're like, then the mirror falls. Dude, this is, like, the funniest scene I've ever seen in my fucking life. Fucking. <laughs> the guy has the family. He stands up running. <laughs> the guy has the family around him as he's mounting the mirror. And he's like, take a look at this beautiful fucking family. They sit down to eat. It falls. Nothing breaks. And he's like, you fucking. 
fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Stands up to take his like belt off, and the girls, the, the everyone's girls immediately scream like, "Hey, hey, do it!" Dude, everyone, you leave him alone. The boys like, "It wasn't me. How could I do it? You hung it." And, like, the kids are like, "Ah!" It's, and by the way, you know, you know that Adam Sandler skit, the Sammy one. That that's what that family is like dude. at all points. Like, Shut the fuck up, Sammy. <laughs> Yes, dude, it's exactly like that. And it's literally as soon as the dude the mirror hits the table and he's like, you fucking piece of shit. Dude, his exact words are like, it's not even like, dude, he immediately is like, I knew you fucking did this. <laughs> it's like, he hasn't even thought about it. He hasn't even fucking thought about it. <laughs> Reacted to an enormous mirror falling. There's There has to be some... You know, reaction time to be like, wow. Dude, it was almost like there's a couple scenes in it where I'm like, this is actually like fucking funny. Like, this is actually like a comedy scene. Like, and that's one of them because, like, dude, he's so dramatic as he's hanging it up and he's like, take a look at that. And somebody's like, what a happy family. And then they sit down and erupt into screaming. <laughs> they don't make it 10 seconds into dinner. And like, that's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life, actually. Like, that's. That's funny. That yeah. that could have lightened the mood in that movie, but it's it's dead fucking serious. No, yeah, no. And again, <laughs> there's nothing light about Burt Young's character. And, and that's the thing, right? Like that's what's kind of like drains the fucking blood out of the movie to me is like, you know, he was abusive, like we said from moment one. Like they pull up to the fucking house and he's like, "Hey, kids, stay away from the fucking water." And you're like, "Oh fuck!" And then he tries to beat the shit out of his oldest son, and you're like. Okay. Dude, his oldest son pulls a gun on him within like the first 15 minutes and has his finger on the trigger and it's cocked. Dude, and <laughs> He's it's, ready to commit patricide. And compare that to fucking George and Kathy Lutz who show up and are like, George is like, I want to care for your kids and I hope they love me enough to stop calling me George. <laughs> yeah. Right? And they're like, thank God we found this house yeah. for so cheap. And in this one, he's like, you fucking mutts get in the fucking house. <laughs> I fucking hate all of you. Um, it was nuts. It was nuts. But I do think Dude, one of my favorite early shots. Speaking of comedy, uh, they they move in and it shows like the moving truck. You know, they hired movers, and there is one mover who does not appear in any other scene. But for some reason, he has a handcart with boxes on it, and he looks up to the windows, and he has, like, the biggest frown, and the camera is still on his face, and he's just shaking his head in disgust, being like, my God. But he sees nothing. He never comes back into play. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Um, and, you know, and... So the last time we watched this, we didn't watch one in advance of it, or I didn't at least. Yep. I haven't watched the first one in years, years and years um, since I was young. Um, so I can see that these characters and their erratic behavior kind of trying to do Brolin a little bit. Mm -hmm. But like the problem again was like, I mean, I guess the true story that you told like kind of changes it, but like. Again, like, it was just, like, they were so abusive and awful, like, from the jump that you're just like, from what jump? Yeah. what's the fucking devil and what isn't? Like, this is fucking crazy. And, like, does this kid really need the devil to try and shoot his fucking dad? Not no. really. No, he doesn't. <laughs> like, that's the he thing. He doesn't. Right? So, it, it, the, using the real story almost, like, handicaps this movie a little bit because it's, like, they're trying to make it extraterrestrial or not extraterrestrial supernatural paranormal. paranormal but 
like there's so much real trauma in this family that it's just like this was gonna happen regardless if the devil lived yes. in the house. Yeah, dude. Remake this movie and make the devil watching being like, whoa, oh, whoa. <laughs> like, this dude is fucking bad. Like, I thought I was this bad. Nuts. This fucking guy's bonkers. <laughs> and he's just watching, <laughs> eating popcorn, being like, I don't need to get involved in this at all. Like, this is, go ahead. This, this dude's on, this dude thinks he's talking to me. He's talking to his sister in a fucking hooded sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker thinks I'm talking to him. What? <laughs> this guy's on so many drugs right now. Um, it's like, it's so nuts. And I, I think that like takes away from it. Um, and I think also it takes away from it is some of the stuff that like the family accuses the children of doing like, uh, dishonor thy father written in like Dishon- beautiful cursive. <laughs> yes. And a six year old, you like, you fucking yeah. idiot piece of shit. Why'd you do that? To bur- to- <laughs> There's no. I mean, the amount of time that they would have had to, like, ruin those two from the time that they were in there. And there's a window that's open, so there's evidence of, like, a break-in. Bert immediately just takes off his belt. He's like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you dirty fucking dicks. And, like, the mom fucking scratches him. It's a fu- it is intense, man. It, it's like... Dude, dude. It's exhausting. So, so, so that scene... Is when the gun gets pulled on him, and and that mm-hmm. is like the most brutal do- domestic dispute I've yes. seen in a film. Right, yes, for sure. he's hitting kids. He hits the wife. The wife is like, "I'll fucking kill you!" Jumps on him. He gets she gets the shit kicked out of her again. again. And the son, Twice. you know, <laughs> the, the son is ready to kill him. And then immediately the next scene, which I'm not making, I'm honestly not making fun of this I, because because that is how people in like abusive yeah. relationships react. The next scene. She has her arms. She's like embracing Burt Young and being like, like I don't know what's gotten into me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened to us. Like, I'm so happy we're here. And it's honestly like, like tough to watch that. I, I, I agree completely. And again, but like, again, it's not following like a good movie structure though. Like, it's great that that's no, real. It's not fun. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, not fun. fun. Like, that. it's not fun. Like, this isn't a haunted it's house bleak. movie. This, this is, is, this is a bleak movie. This is an abuse movie. Like, this is fucking crazy. Like, this is fucking mental. But I do like at this, at even up to this point, you know, we have the like legitimate psychopaths in this family that have no need for the supernatural to affect yeah. them at all. But we do get like demon POV <laughs> multiple times, you know. Uh, I like that, dude. I like. I think it adds to the tenseness. What, to, yeah. So, where well, I know you don't agree with me, but I think the tenseness of this toxic fucking family compared or, uh, paired with. Like the demon, the the entities that are in the house just made it made it really tense up up to the finale of that saga. I just think it could have been done so much better. <laughs> like, sure, I think sure. these elements. I mean, they hired an Italian director. Did anyone even know what this guy was saying? Like, no, on the set. No, oh, sure. Every other movie is in Italian. This is like his only English movie. It's like the Troll Two of the Amityvilles. Like, if this was just tweaked, like it's a great movie and there's great things. I'll, let's I'll talk about the incest thing. Let's talk about the incest thing. So wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I talk about yeah. uh, when they moved in? She makes that guy go, or that guy. She doesn't make him. The, the sky discovers a crawl space. And he just immediately, oh my god, just immediately walks in. He's like, "Hey, lady, you got a busted sewer line." And he's just fisting. Piles of shit. shit. Like, like actual like, human feces, and then has the audacity to be like, spills like shit in here, lady. Yeah, guy, you just said there's a busted sewer line. <laughs> Regular uh, touching it. Frank the janitor. <laughs> Gonna grab some donuts after. 
And they tried to like emulate the uh, pre scene with the flies on the face, but this guy's just literally having poop fucking dripping on his head and just standing there being like, (laughs) I know what would make the fly scene better. Poop. (laughs) You know what? They were were fucking right. Um, Yeah, yeah. And, And, you know, so the incest angle. Okay. I don't want to beat a dead horse. We talked about it, but it's insane because it starts from moment one, which could be true. Mm-hmm. Um, Just being like, I'm not your type. Yeah. But then, when, got, it, but then when they actually do do the incest angle, what like for sure, what, like he goes demon mode and then is like, take off your fucking top. Yeah. Listen. I understand that there is a, uh, you could look at this as a realistic point of view and be like, he's an older brother. He has control over her, et cetera, et cetera. I, I'm down with that. But the way they acted it and and like the dialogue in it is just, it makes it seem 1000% consensual. Like she's like, you want to seem up? She was like, uh, all right. Like, oh, no, <laughs> totally it, cool. It, it, it is consensual. She is, she is into but it. But then it's not consensual later on. Then she's like she, oh, she she's scarred later on, but and and I agree at at this. Later on, she's like, I don't know what to feel. Like, do you like me or do you not? To me, that's great angle of like somebody that's being abused. I think that's great. Like, sure, sure. But but there's moments in between those two where she's feeling uncomfortable. Yeah, I think I think the reality of what she just did is setting in. Yeah. Now, what I do like about this idea in the story, and again, would be super fucking effective if they weren't just fucking from day, from like moment one to now, is she goes to confession after they have sex. And she says that she had sex with a friend, not her brother. Um, But she's trying to like, just get it out, right? Like it's fucking hurting her soul. As it should. Right. And it's weighing heavy on her. And she confesses that she had sex with somebody. And the priest is like, well, try not to do that. And (laughs) she has like a breakdown. And she's like, why do you think he did it? And he, she's like, what I have, I have the quote written down. Um, cause I, dude, it was honestly, um, she was like, "Ah, fuck, I'm so fucking mad. Sorry. Um, she says something like he wanted to hurt God. Yes, that's what she says. Yes, that yeah. So yeah, it's to hurt God. And I was like, okay. Now, had this relationship been a hundred percent the devil doing this, that's fucking brilliant, right? Like yeah. the devil making you do the like most disgusting fucking shit. To fucking hurt God, I fucking think that's fucking deep cut. Like, I'm like, that, I love that. But the fact that, like, this dude was already like, hey, baby, like, from moment one, before he was- You can still make the case, though, that that the devil pushed him, like, maybe it would have just been, like, awkward, creepy, you know, flirting, you know, but now that they're in the house, the devil's like, you're going to do this abominable act. Yeah. I mean, it- it's just tough. I just don't think it was done well. Cause like, I, I think that's a great, I think that's great. I think that's fucking genius. And that fucking yeah. line is awesome. Awesome fucking line. Like, I, I don't know, like to me, like us not catching that in the first one it is like kind of bummed me out. Cause I was yeah. like, I was yeah. like, that makes fucking sense. That, that, that adds everything up right there. Um, 
But again, million ways to do that there besides the way they good could. movie. Yeah, the, the, Dude, there's a good movie to be made here. There's here. There's fucking bones here yeah. for, of a fucking awesome movie. And it, they're just scrambled up and put in a blender and like spit yeah. on and thrown on the, the fucking film. And, and um, I, he did. It's just. It's so there's some bizarre. Good moments, man. It's so bizarre to be like, hey, we're going to actually tell the prequel true story. But we're also going to do The Exorcist. Yes. <laughs> Just figure it out. And yeah. also, and also take this non-English-speaking director uh, and tell him to sort it out. You know, <laughs> Tell him to make sense of it. <laughs> hey, can you give that Italian guy the English script and tell him to <laughs> fucking fix it up and make a movie out of it? <laughs> Mamma mia! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all he said. You're not allowed to say that anymore. But so sorry to our Italian Americans and Italian fans, but I, I'm I'm one of them. You can say uh, this is one of spicy <laughs> meatball. <laughs> I go get a pizza. <laughs> um, yeah, and and you know what's funny is like as I was watching this, I actually have a note here where I was like, "Is this supposed to be the original murders?" And I didn't think it was until uh, you told me everything. So I was like, "This is kind of weird." Um, yeah. So this angle, Dude, the murder scene is kind of hard to watch. It's a very hard to watch. It is very uh, real. It is very yeah. bummer. It's a bummer because it's not very like action sequency. There's no fight in anyone really. Like no one. I mean, the older sister does like have a little bit of fight, and she finds that the doors have all been locked shut and all that. Um, but, <laughs> but. Uh, no, it's fucking bleak, man. He kills everyone. It's bleak. It's bleak. Not a single person the survived. The only... the Not a single person survived, much like the real yes. story. The only thing that kind of lightens the mood, and it's not intentional, is that <laughs> they're using the elephant man makeup for, for his demonic possession. He is turning into... <laughs> Bro. <laughs> it's like the same face, man. Yeah. It's fucking... The fucking burning. He's fucking cropsy, man. Walking around <laughs> cropsy fucking makeup. Um, so they have this brutal ending and you're like, what a fucking movie. Then you check the fucking timestamp and you have 40, there's a lot. Four, that's not even an exaggeration. You have 40 fucking minutes left in a movie. Yeah. It's almost half the movie. Yeah. I, Cause the movie, the movie is only an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> dude. It's like, you think it's a wrap. And then what's crazy is the next like three or four scenes. Seems like that's going to be the end. Like, yeah. like the priest yeah. confronts yeah. him in the jail cell and he like looks over his shoulder and he's got like the fucking demon face. And you're Dude, like, they, oh, it's going to freeze frame. <laughs> yes. They, they could have freeze framed so many times. Like, like right after the murder, the priest shows up because he has like a dream and like he, he sensed that it happens. So the priest shows up and um, the kid is, I, I forget the character's name, but the DeFeo. Sonny. The one that's supposed to be Sonny. Sonny in the movie Montelli. That's that's the fucking name that they went with. <laughs> Montelli, Sonny Montelli. Um, <laughs> uh, right after the murders, he's being you know handcuffed and, and taken to the car, and he's just like, I didn't, I, I didn't do anything. I don't remember anything. But then, like you see, like his eyes are, are possessed. Right. They could have just ended it there. That could have been the freeze frame. The, the preacher's being like, Oh God, that's what I you thought. Set, Dude. Up, set up another one. Yeah. And we watched this before, and I was still like, Oh, that's the ending. That's the ending. And then I was like, Oh no, 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 no. And then we go into our second movie, The Exorcist, with a court procedural also. <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> we have an investigation. Uh, we have a court case where they're <laughs> the fucking lawyer stands up and is like, uh, pleading innocent by uh, demonic possession. And the judge is like, can you come <laughs> fucking here for a second? And the guy like walks up and he's like, no. <laughs> You're going to change that because that's fucking idiotic. <laughs> um, and now this is what uh, did did uh, the newest conjuring kind of do this story. Is that what this was or what was the newest conjuring about? Wasn't that about the defaults? I actually haven't seen any past the second. Oh, wait, no, so that's not sure. That's no, that's one. about. But they are based on the they're on the Warrens and the Warrens, you know, were involved with it. I think this was a different one. I think this was one in Connecticut, but the guy actually did claim demonic possession in the court, which of course doesn't work, (laughs) but that's okay. Um, so, uh, brothers killed everyone. He's locked up now. Uh, he goes on trial. Uh, we get a procedural in the bureaucracy of the courts. Uh, they break the, the priest, the priests in this <laughs> fucking crack me up. The priest in this cracks me up. He is just like, again, so gung ho. And this time, not in like, like the last one, like he was like, I need to protect this family. And this one, he's like, I need to fucking exercise this fucking kid. <laughs> 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 to the point where at the court, he's like, uh, your honor, I'm going to perform an exorcism on this guy. And then when he walks out. The fucking Catholic Church is waiting outside in a black limousine, like the fucking mafia. And he's like, "Hey, the mafia, come over pick here!" Him up. They're like, "What are you doing? Are <laughs> hey, you talking about fucking exorcisms?" And he's like, "Oh uh, yeah, you said we were gonna do it." Hey, hey, I said we talk about it, and you're like, "Oh what?" And then he's like, "Uh, well, can I perform one?" And he's like, "No," and then he's like, "Okay," and then he does it anyway. <laughs> Um, it's fucking amazing. Uh, like, and again, why are we watching? Why the fuck are we, why the fuck are we watching this? <laughs> After uh, the events are all wrapped up. It's all done. The movie's fucking over. We have this second movie. He breaks Sonny out of the hospital. And by the way, so, sorry, I need to just go back for a minute. Dude, you're like trying to set this up as a fucking franchise. You're trying to set this up as a fucking franchise. Like you're trying to do something with this. This is not the way. This is not the fucking way. Somebody had to have been like. Guys, we can do this forever. We can do this forever. Just not this. Because no one wants to see this. No one wants to. This is such a bummer. No one's going to come back to an Amityville movie ever. And probably, if we look at the statistics, they probably didn't until Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. You know, like, because every. And by the way, this made fucking money. This movie made fucking money. A $5 million budget. They made $12.5 million. Not a huge success, but for the budget, fucking massive. And it's everyone coming expecting James Brolin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they got this and they're like, we're fucking good. What 3D comes out. They're like, (laughs) 3D comes out. All you're thinking is like, I get to watch fucking Burt Young and fucking 3D beat his fucking wife. (laughs) I'm good. Pass. The the belt belt. coming out of the screen. Like grandpa from the boondocks in those fucking scenes, just like <laughs> <laughs> it's so real. The audience is ducking. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, uh, the joke that you made that was so fucking funny, and both of us were like, oh, oh, oh. I was like, this is insane. Um, I was trying to imitate 
Burt Young's voice. And I ended up doing, because uh, at the time I remember I was doing a lot of, uh, fuck, who, who's the guy from uh, uh, Silence of the Lamp? Ted Levine. I was yeah. doing a lot of Ted Levine shit at the time. It was my bit. It was my thing. Uh, and I, I like had accidentally slipped into Ted Levine while I was talking for Burt Young. And, uh, you, you, you were like, you're, you're doing Ted Levine. And I was like, oh yeah. And then you were like, imagine if Burt Young did the man in this movie to goodbye horses. And I was like, dude, listening to it. I fucking laughed out loud. That is the most disgusting funniest visual i could ever think of in my life burt young doing a mangina to goodbye horses just burt hey i'd fuck me in a fucking robe (laughs) hey would you fuck me (laughs) that's the funniest fucking bit i was like what are we doing and we fucking gloss over it we fuck instead we're like why are we recording tonight (laughs) funniest shit i've ever heard in my life Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> so stupid. This is the funniest thing ever. Dude, you could, uh, for some reason, the visual, you can picture Burt Young doing it. Oh, I don't dude, know why. I've, I don't I know why. Right now. I know. Yeah. Clear as day. It's so unfortunate. I can even, like, see what scene I would put it. Dude, it would be where, like, because the, wife, the wife's like, uh, all he wants is sex. Like, I want to yes. see myself. <laughs> dude, he'd be doing it in the bedroom yes. after not getting sex from his wife. 100%. 100%. I was picturing the exact same moment. Oh, my God. So the priest breaks out Sonny from the hospital because he's like, I need to perform this exorcism. Right? Brings him back to the house. Um, committing the <laughs> committing a fucking felony for this. Multiple at this point. Entering a crime scene. Fucking breaking and entering. Fucking stealing. Kidnapping. Um, he starts... Per- he brings him back to the, to the house. To the Amityville house. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, the, he definitely... That's fucking... Ins- he yeah, definitely he does. Because it blows up. Yeah, it blows up. Right, but it's exactly, also still standing. Exactly. Yeah, everyone's still inside. <laughs> <laughs> and walks out successfully. <laughs> and the house is completely fine, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he brings him back to the house again, which like you said, why just perform the exorcism? You could probably perform the exorcism in the hospital if you wanted. You 100% can <laughs> just tell the staff. Like I was sent here to do like a, a, a right, you know, right, a sacred right. right. Just give us some, some, give us some privacy. This is yeah. Um, breaking him out. <laughs> Dude, the priest is literally carrying him like he's wounded on his fucking shoulder. <laughs> insane through by off like a <laughs> off like a the like what do they call them uh the like fire escapes in new york city like walking them down though would have been so loud la- the whole hospital would have been like who's walking on the fire escape it was just like clank, clank. <laughs> uh and then he he performs he starts performing the exorcism and then again Taking away any likability in any of these characters. Because if there was one guy that just had it together, it was the fucking priest. And then, and then fucking Sonny turns into a young girl, a, a young woman, an underage woman, who looks the priest in the eye and is like, I, I forget exactly what she says, but she's basically like, remember when you fucking fucked me, basically. No, it's a sister. And he's like, remember when I confessed to you? Uh, you oh, that's fantasies. What it is? Oh, I thought it was just, yeah. I didn't realize it was the sister. Are you sure it's the sister? I'm pretty sure. Because she's like, remember when I confessed to you about what I did? Oh. Admit it. You, you fucked. You wanted to fuck. Just admit it. Oh, fuck. Well, okay. I, I thought it looked way different than her. 
She had way more makeup on than she usually did. Yeah, it was weird. Like she almost looked like a goth girl. Like a that's a weird thing to say, but like like it looked <laughs> like goth makeup, right? Like I don't know. Like I thought she had black hair. I'm also colorblind, so just everyone. Gets I mean, she's also you know dead. So <laughs> <laughs> they probably did something to make her look different. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, all right. Well, okay. So I take that back. Um, so, but then Sonny turns into a actual fucking monster. His skin rips off. His head splits open. Dude, dude, an actual monster. An actual monster. <laughs> Which... But again, like if Lou was like, you guys don't appreciate low budget movies, I would get it if this was a monster flick and this monster was like part of the whole fucking movie. You know what I mean? Throwing this in at the end and being like, what a low budget fucking slasher this is. Mm, Hey, dickhead. I just had to watch 40 minutes of priests and cops talking after the movie ended. Motherfucker. Um, Anyway. Sonny turns into a monster. House explodes. No one's affected, including Sonny, even though Sonny also exploded because he had a monster. Sonny is dead as fuck, dude. Sonny's dead as fuck, but walks out in three minutes, FYI, (laughs) being like, what happened? (laughs) His head splits open in like eight pieces. And there's like a smaller head in it. It's like like a xenomorph. (laughs) Fucking insane. Um... And uh, it ends with this incestual rapist, Sonny, being led to a car where he's like, what have I done? And everyone being like, don't worry, kid, we'll get you out of this. And you're like, why? 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 Everything about this sucks. Like, I hate this kid. This kid sucks. He killed his whole family. He killed two children and had an incestual relationship before he became a demon. Uh, yes. fuck this kid. And everyone's like, don't worry, kid, we'll get you out of this. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out a way. <laughs> Dude, Sean, even, even before this, uh, right after the murders, there is a cop who's like, uh, relax guy. We will get you through this. <laughs> what is we'll take it? good care of you. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Also probably <laughs> fucking accurate, which is fucking insane. <laughs> Small town, New York, bro. Like, Hey, Sony. Hey. We know you're a fucking good keep, kid. Keep your head up. Listen, keep your I, head. Oh, you, you and I follow enough hardcore bands to understand that you just fucking gloss over this shit. Yeah, yeah. He's always been a good dude for the last 40 years, and I know he punched his girlfriend in the face, and there's evidence, but hey, hey. <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> New York hardcore. Stick together. Uh, yeah. Um, and that's the end. That's the end of it. Yeah. Gets carted away back to prison, very remorseful, very sad, and uh, hopefully going to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, which uh, in real life, he died in prison. Did he really? He did. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> you agreed. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing on this show you'll never find is people glamorizing any, any sort of criminal activity where... Pretty much against that shit. Uh, never like, hey, wait, but, but you might have been possessed. Um, well, there you have it. Amityville one and two. What this is a big episode? Hour forty six minutes. Um, yeah, but we skipped our bonus, so it's good. And it's our three hundredth episode, man. 
300. Congratulations. So glad we're back. Congratulations, Joe. Uh, I appreciate everything. I appreciate you dealing with me. You know, I uh, talk to people about the show, and uh, (laughs) I tell them basically about the time I just ended it super abruptly. And, like, I'm always like, poor fucking Joe. Like, I just, like, one day was like, I'm not doing it. And, like, you were just like, oh, okay. Like, I I was fine. I'm happy. Uh, And everyone's reaction is like, are you fucking serious? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just had a, a mental break. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I, I just like broke, like my brain just <laughs> broke. Um, and you can, in looking back on episode 81, listening to it. Um, I am not me in those episodes for sure. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be something else. We said that at the beginning of this and not to cut you off and and Mm -hmm. you're giving like an impassioned speech and I'm drunk and I cut you off. I'm not, no, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Um, But like when you did approach it to me, you know, obviously first and foremost, you're my friend. So I was like, whatever, man. Like I I knew that it was going to be best for you. And I honestly always knew that we would probably come back Mm -hmm. to this. But uh, I think we tried so hard to be quote unquote legit and like, we were on Bloody Disgust. We were on Fangoria. We, I remember we would like pick and choose what we should talk about and fear. It was like we didn't want people to, to get mad at us for bashing certain movies, you know. Whereas now we could just be ourselves. Like, yeah. We could just, I think at that time that we quit, you know, it was just a burnout of just trying to be something. Right. Yeah. I guess that's, that, that's, that's a good point. And I think that's why we're like finally learning, like, like that, that's, you know how we're like, why didn't we do all these good movies? That was the reason, right? Like, you pointed it out. You yeah. just figured it out. The reason was we didn't want to piss anyone off. Like, we... Because our gimmick was, like, being grumpy or whatever it was. Or, like, critical of these movies and making jokes. And we didn't want to, like, piss people off. So, we were like, let's not do Amityville Horror. We'll do Amityville Horror 2. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like a nightmare to talk about. <laughs> It's funny because I still love being furious. Like, I love watching movies yeah. that piss me off. But I'm for some reason, I'm like, you know what? I think I like this. Like, now, that's that's, now that that's the way it's supposed to be. That's that that was always that was always the thing was like, we watch them, but we watch them because we like them, right? Like, yeah, we love yeah. dog shit. Joe, Joe, what was the movie that you were talking about that you were like, I'm all in? What was that movie recently? I, I was like, Joe, oh. Terrifier 2, this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Joe's like, I'm all fucking in. Because the guy's comparing it to fucking It, Chapter 1. Which, you could say whatever you want about It, Chapter 1. It's written by one of the greatest writers of all time. And he he was like, people complaining about Terrifier 2's runtime. What about It, Chapter 1, which grossed $760 million? Yeah. Because everyone loves Pennywise and Stephen King. So everyone showed up. Terrifier is not that. (laughs) Terrifier. Dude, two hours of art just fucking staring at people at a pizza parlor. I'm all in. I'm all in. Shooting them. (laughs) Shooting them. That's scary. That's scary as fuck, dude. Stop. Stop. Part the clown. That is realistically scary. You're trying to eat pizza and some fucking disgusting freaking clown makeup staring at you. A fucking is Burt Young still alive? Yeah, dude. Let's uh, April thirtieth, nineteen forty, still going strong. Let's get that uh, Kickstarter going for him to mangina pose for us. I want him in. I, he should have been in Terrifier too. <laughs> as as Fart the Clown's dad. 
doing the mangina. How much do you think it would take us to get him to do that? Dude, Dude 82 school Italian. 82, yeah. <laughs> 82 is old, but it's not that old. He would probably have us killed. You know what I mean? He'd probably make some phone calls. Be like, I don't have much time left. This is my last favor. <laughs> Take care of these two fucking kids. <laughs> want me to man- what the fuck's a mangina? Bert, it's when you tuck your dick in between your fucking thighs. Somebody shows him and like, I'll fucking kill him. Takes off his belt. <laughs> uh, some people call it a fruit basket, Bert, because from the back, from the back, it looks like a fucking basket of fruit. <laughs> You know, you haven't heard that term either. Okay, well, <laughs> hmm. let's see. How do I explain this to you? <laughs> He's so fucking mad. Um, yeah, man, three hundred episodes. That's fun. That's fun. I'm happy. Happy to be back. Yeah, it's so much easier to do. And uh, I don't know why we made it so hard on ourselves at the beginning. I guess, I guess, remote wasn't even like a, a good concept at the time. I think we tried yeah. doing it with, like, Skype or something, because that's, like, all that was available at the time. Dude, man, that's crazy how fast technology changes, right? Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. like, without the stream. It's also crazy that, dude, that was six years, man. Better part of a decade. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I know. It's... it's- hey, uh, Burt Young has... He, he had a 17-0 and 0, uh, bare-knuckle boxing record in the Marine Corps, so he would definitely just kick the shit out of us. <laughs> Exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, I got your mangina right here. Come over, come over, yeah. and f- come over and film it. And we'd be like, "Oh, okay." Hyping it up on the horror show page. We got Burt Young on the show. <laughs> Walk into his house, he just beats the living Break shit out of our jaws. <laughs> the show's over because Burt fucking killed me. Oh my god. Uh guys, thank you all so much. Thanks for supporting us for all these fucking years. Thanks for all of you that like stuck around randomly through that period where you know, we didn't know if we were coming back and for some reason you all just kept checking every day to say, "Hey, maybe they'll be back today." Uh I yeah. can't tell you how much I appreciate that. That's Same. one of the craziest things ever was when we came back and s- like we, I think we launched a design like pretty early when we came back, like the the design, the the shirt design, and like people ordered it as soon as I put it up. Like they were just yeah. refreshing our site. I didn't make an announcement just about waiting. it. Yeah, fuck, man. Like Alibaba, Alibaba, man. man. You, you y'all are just fucking incredible, and uh, it's insane that we have listeners like you guys. And for sure, it's so fucking cool. Completely agree. It's so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, so thank you all. Uh, really appreciate it. And, um, you know, you, you keep us going and check, come check us out if you can in Chicago. Uh, again, September 6th, 16th, 16th, Friday, Friday. And we'll be on, uh, ABC seven in Chicago on the 15th, um, promoting Excited. Thursday, promoting the episode. Uh, there's a chance Joe talks Talk about, about operation high jump randomly screaming about flying saucers. <laughs> They were created by the Nazis. Wearing a fucking tinfoil hat and <laughs> being like, do you think the Nazis were aliens or there's an underground race? <laughs> the guy will be like, uh, we gotta go. <laughs> Good morning, Chicago. 
<laughs> but seriously, I'm very excited for this. No, it'll be really fun. Uh, do and that. we have it's close enough. We have we have Philly in uh, November. So if you Philly can't make it to Chicago, if you're not in there, you know, I saw actually booth. a bunch of messages come through where people were like, "I hope they're coming back to Philly." We are. We are coming back to Philly. Yeah, we are we'll be coming there. back, baby. Uh, we'll be there in November for Monster Mania. Um, so please come out to that too. Um, and, uh, we'll hang out, maybe get a live show there. That would be kind of cool. I got to do that. Actually put that on my list. There, of shit to uh, do. um, I meant to tell you, uh, yesterday, uh, Kyle, who we met yes. last year, uh, he has some ins at some venues that might be good for us. I had asked him about that last year too. So, um, I, I got to talk to him. Um, so as usual, we just end the show with us. <laughs> Doing just doing work planning. Doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so that's the hey, you got us, baby. Raw and uncut. Uh thank you all so much. What are we doing for the rest of the month? What are we doing next week? We have one Amityville three D. Yeah, clearly, right? It's gonna be a nightmare. Yep, done. Sold. Joe, there's like 15 fucking Amityvilles. Like, did, yeah, didn't let's we do did, it. it? You sent me like the press release for Amityville Thanksgiving or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, and it was like the 18th installment of the Amityville. What? <laughs> what? What are you saying? And I don't know how they get these rights to you. I think they just all use the word Amityville. It's not a series by any means, I don't think. I don't think there's any one person controlling this. Yeah, I don't. There can't be. I think you're just allowed to say Amityville because it's a fucking city. That, that town. Dude, should we go to Amityville? Should we do a live show in Amityville? Ye- yes. And interview no residents who are like, us. what a fucking nightmare. It started with fucking Jaws. And then these fucking movies started. <laughs> I fucking hate it. It sucks. <laughs> I hate you. I hate all of you horror fans. <laughs> Ruin our life here. There's 22 Amityville movies. That's unfucking real. That is unreal. <laughs> Damn. So okay, cool. So yeah, let's fucking let's do Amityville three. I I've never seen it. Uh, it's I haven't either. The most absurd cover for an Amityville movie. It is like a fucking. It's like a, a it's like a chicken <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's like a ch- chicken claw. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I fucking hate everything about. This. <laughs> I fucking hate everything about the Amityville series. And it has nothing to do with one or two. They fucking wrote both of them off. And instead, they're back to the DeFeos. And they're like, <laughs> and an alien, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm Meg excited. I, I just got so excited. What? Meg Ryan and Lori Laughlin are in it. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. Let's fucking go. Um, let's go. <laughs> Fuck, Lori Laughlin, man. She's a very attractive woman. Agreed. Remember when everyone was like poo-pooing her because she like paid to get her kid into college? Yeah, man. If I had the money, I would fucking do that. <laughs> the fuck? I mean, she's not the only one, right? The, that's oh, well, you dude acting like this is the first time that's fucking happened. What are we fucking insane? Dude, George W. Bush Jr. went to Yale. <laughs> You're the way that guy talks. The guy fucking <laughs> hasn't read a book in his fucking life. <laughs> fucking kidding me? <laughs> We're talking about Lori Laughlin getting her kid into USC job party school. Like, ooh. stop it. <laughs> Fuck. 
Dude, and everyone that they busted on that was like, their kids probably could have gotten in anyway. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, we're going to get politically charged should, here, guys. Should do an episode on the skulls. Speaking of George W. And uh, his uh, roommate, uh, Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd? They took a bath together. <laughs> took a bath. Dude, dude, I can't believe we're still talking on this episode. But but Lloyd, tell, Lloyd, Lloyd said that so like convincingly and like without thought that I honestly it might be true I agree because why would you, <laughs> I was like what why can you tell me about the, the time and he was like well you know it just bl- it was the first thing he blurted out <laughs> what? and then I was even like wait what and he was like yeah because <laughs> every other time he says something outlandish he laughs right. you know? but the, he was like deadpan just be like yeah no why would I be lying about that <laughs> and, and the outlandish stuff he sets up like a, like a regular joke right He's he he delivers it like a punchline and in that one he yeah. was just like well, like the time I took a bath with George Bush and you were like what excuse me yeah, excuse me? <laughs> yeah isn't that what all college boys do <laughs> before your skulls initiation or bones initiation whatever all right Anyway, guys, thank you all so much. Love the show. Love you. You're the reason we do it. Give us a reason to do this. Um, and uh, I'm excited about ADAT. Love it. All documented, all true. Yes. So keep an eye on that. Um, head on over to Patreon or listen to the episode. It was released last week. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, thank you guys. And the store will be up soon. I promise. I know I've said that like the last few weeks. It's so close to being done, but I had a few more designs I had to fucking squeeze in. Uh, and to the sh- probably most people's chagrins, because it's like the most requested thing. I don't know why. A you piece of shit shirt will be released with the store. Uh, so it won't be just old designs. We will have a new design. A you piece of shit shirt design. Um, by, uh, what do you know? Do you remember? Hmm. I forget her Instagram handle for her account. Oh, f- uh, she uses Tangerine. It's Jesse Jones, but she has an account that uh, Jessica dot Jones dot designs designs plural. Uh, she is a artist doing wonderful stuff. Uh, and she just kind of did this on a whim just to be like, Oh, I love this podcast. So she did the art and I was like, Hey, I'm going to pay you for that, girl. And uh, we set it up. We set it up, and uh, it's going to be on a shirt. It was so good. Everyone loved it. So um, you'll see that on our store launching very soon. Uh, We'll get that up and running. I promise. I'm trying. I'm trying. So with that, we'll see you next week. Amityville 3D. God damn it. And uh, for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Fuck lose the lotto and anyone who loves them. Fuck lose the lotto. Adios. I got my dice, I got my dice. Movies all fucking day. I wanna play. I'm gonna watch what I'm not supposed to watch. Fucking zombie getting sliced and diced.